The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> yes, another week has rolled around in the bagpiping world, and as you can imagine, it's been quite a busy week. So we've got tons to talk about on this week's podcast. And yeah, with reference to this last few podcasts, I have to say a massive thank you to everyone who's been emailing in this past while. I don't know, just I don't since we've done that episode called Hater Mail. <laughs> We seem to have opened the floodgates for all of the um, mail that is the complete opposite. So thank you to everyone for all of your comments and such and messages of support. It really does mean the world to us and the Rab Show team to know when we're doing something right. It's good to get a wee bit of a, I don't know, a wee bit of a boost. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so it's great not to be cut down all the time and great to know that people out there appreciate our content. So thank you, everyone. So before we actually get into this week's episode, I just wanted to say straight off the back again, thank you to everyone for all of your messages of support. Thank you all. All right, let's go through the domestics. First of all, shall we? By way of an introduction, we are The Big Rab Show. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or even our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. If it's got pipes or drums in it at all, we are the show for you. And even if you don't like pipes, piping and drumming then stick with us anyway because rest assured once you kind of get the gist of this bagpiping thing then um it kind of gets under your skin so i've found i have been practicing like a crazy person that i can i can tell you now um i've kind of ramped up my practice schedule i was practicing 30 minutes a day on bagpipes and then an hour a day on sticks and now i'm doing an hour on pipes and an hour on sticks um squeezing in an extra half hour of piping every day so uh yeah i'm getting better i'm still not ready for a public performance yet don't get me wrong i could just about squeak my way through scott's way hey now at this stage (laughs) just about um but yeah getting there learning how to blow keep a steady tone all that stuff and you know what i really have caught the bug for it i can understand it now you know i get it i get it I know what these pipers are going through, you know? I know why you want to lift them out of the box every day. So, yeah, it's been so much fun learning them and just ah, being able to play fantastic stuff. After being a drummer for 30-plus years, it's just great to be able to, yeah, lift a set of Highland pipes and actually make them make the right noise. So it's great fun. So if bagpiping is your thing, then you're through to the right place. We are the show for you. And yes, like every other podcast out there, yes, we have a Patreon. And we've dropped a ton of content over there on Patreon this past while. In fact, this interview that we're going to be bringing you on this week's Big Rab Show has actually been pre-released uh, in video form to everyone on Patreon. So everyone who is supporting us on our Patreon page, um, sorry folks, but you've already seen this. <laughs> So this might be a little bit of a non-episode for you, unfortunately. But yeah, you guys on Patreon, you get your hands on tons of extra stuff. And you get pre-episodes, you know, pre-release exclusive things. Tons of great piping content on there. So every click of support really does help us on The Big Rab Show. 
It helps us produce all this piping and drumming content each and every week. And yes, through the support of Patreon. That's why we're, that's how we do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you want to become part of the Patreon faithful, you can do. Go over there, click support, but you don't have to. That's the thing. You really don't have to because we will continue churning out our podcast and our radio show and our YouTube channel and our social media. All that stuff. Of course, we'll continue doing it all for now. There you go. All right, let's get into the first bit of the show then, which is normally listener mail. Listener mail. Okay. Now, I got a little bit, uh, well, most of the mail that we've got in this past week, again, is addressing that episode, Hater Mail. That really seems to have uh, created a bit of a bombshell in the piping world. A lot of people really shocked that we get hate mail. Yes, we do get hate mail. And if anything... We did get some hate mail as a result of the hate mail, if that makes any sense. Saying, why did we address it in the first place? Why couldn't we just let it slip under the the bridge, you know, and just let it go? Why kick a sleeping dog? That kind of thing. Well, for the longest time, we've been accused of ignoring people and not addressing their concerns and being the voice of the bagpiping folk. In fact, we've seen it in recent days where people in the piping world have been emailing other podcasts and complaining to them about how crap we are. So, yeah, we figured it was time we should address the naysayers and actually bring their commentary to the show. If it's negative, then, you know, so be it. Negative commentary is still commentary nonetheless. So I hope that manages to address some of the emails that we got in who did wish to be anonymous and didn't want their email read but did want their voice to be heard. Yeah. Why did you bother Rab doing that in the first place? Well, there you go. Yeah, we don't want to shy away from the big topics either. There's a lot of guys actually emailing in saying about various different big topics. Uh, one such topic, actually, we have already covered being uh, piping and drumming with people with disabilities. We've actually covered that before. Yeah, after 180 episodes plus, yeah, we've got quite a big back catalogue. So you can go and listen to that episode. We've done quite a bit of research, actually. And the RSPBA themselves actually helped us put that one together back in the day when they used to answer questions. Uh, But they now no longer answer questions. And yeah, for those asking, Pipe and Press have still not answered any emails. We have sent them a slew of emails, to use that word. And not a peep back from them. So anyone out there who is connected or knows anyone from Pipe and Press, please give them a bit of a shove from ourselves on the Rab Show and just say, hey, just give them a little acknowledgement to say, yeah, we've got your email, thank you, but we've no comment at this time. At least give us that to let us know that we're not shouting in an empty room, that there is someone there, you know? Ah, well... Here's me complaining, but yes, most of their emails this week have all been very pleasant and very supportive of all of us on the Rab Show, so thank you to each and every one of you who emailed us in. Honestly, I'm going to start neglecting people, and you know I might have the, run the risk of possibly not reading out your email, because we did receive an awful lot. We got loads of emails in of support, so rather than try and read each one out individually and possibly miss someone, I would just want to have a big umbrella over everyone and say you're all awesome. Awesome. Indeed. Right, let's get into some other listener mail then that covered everything else other than hater mail. <laughs> uh, we got an email here from Robert Granite. He says, uh, Rab, pal, I hope uh, that you will direct your fans to a recent YouTube post called Pipe Dreams. Oh, that sounds very familiar. Yeah, he's put in uh, brackets here. It was a pipe band documentary from 2003. Uh Aha, yeah, so that's confirmed it. I do know what this is. Uh, (laughs) 
Robert goes on to say, uh, he says, absolutely brilliant profile of the 2003 competitive season. And most appealing, it features a very dashing young Rab Lennox. Yeah, I was in that documentary. Uh, Thanks for all the entertainment during this bitter, bitter time. You're very welcome, Robert. And yeah, I've seen this. Um, Whenever I was in charge of the Quinn Memorial back in 2003, and we had quite a good competition run, uh, I'm not going to spoil the documentary for you, but uh, yeah, we did win quite a lot of championships along the way. Uh, But 2003 was a good year for us at the Quinn. So the BBC decided to follow the band along and do a kind of a a fly-on-the-wall kind of dealio, uh, following us all season. They followed us to band practice, they spoke to members, they followed us on the grass, they filmed us in the circle, and of course during the prize given. And um, yeah, my television debut was on that documentary, and I rugby tackled my pipe major and told him he was buying the beers after we lifted the Mid-Ulster Championships. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think we, we lifted it overall, we won the piping and we won the drumming, and I came over and rugby tackled the pipe major and told him he's buying beer. So that was my introduction on the TV. As I'm sure you can imagine, at that time, all my family were so proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's our rab on the telly telling the pipe major he's buying beer. Class. So, but yeah, that is available on YouTube. It's called Pipe Dreams. It's a pipe band documentary. It's a two-parter, I think. Uh, the first uh, part actually details up to the All-Ireland Championships, and the second part details, of course, the big in at the Worlds. And I'm not going to spoil it for you. You can go and have a watch at it. And yeah, if you want to see me in my early 20s uh, <laughs> struggling to be lead tipper of the Quinn at that time, uh, yeah, definitely worth a watch. Okay, swiftly moving on. Now, we love getting voicemails on the show, all right? I keep saying it. We absolutely love voicemails because... They're just cool. You know, typing an email and that is cool and all. I mean, we like to read them out in the show here, of course. But voicemails add so much more. And we've got a voicemail here from Andre. Hey, Rab. Andrew here from AR2 Drumming Studio. I wanted to let you and all of my fellow Big Rab Show listeners know that I am launching probably the day that they hear this, uh, Wednesday, July 15th a solo drumming competition. It is the AR2 Drumming Studio Virtual Solo Drumming Competition Series. Uh, I'm going to be hosting events for snare drummers, bass drummers, and tenor drummers uh, in all of the amateur levels. So um, everything from beginner right on up to the best amateur players uh, will have something available. There's going to be an event where the... uh, Judging will take place right at the beginning of August, but the entry date, uh, due date, is July 31st, and then we're going to do another one in September. If anybody's interested, they can follow any of my socials, AR2Drumming, AR2Drumming.com, and all that good stuff. Um, And please keep doing what you do, because there's a bunch of us out here who love it, and thank you very much. Cheers. Ah, fantastic stuff. Thank you, Andrew. Or, of course, on the other podcast, you're affectionately known as Cobrax. (laughs) hashtag one of the six yes andrew thank you so much for sending that in mate and very exciting stuff yeah so many online competitions at the moment but this one is specifically for drummers and uh yeah it looks all sorts of exciting so for more information on that go to ar2 drumming that's the digit two ar2drumming.com or of course we'll have links up there on our app show facebook page you can go and check all that out for full information and how to get your entries in all that stuff it's all up on the website there so very exciting stuff a virtual drumming solo competition awesome 
Okay, I think at the moment, currently, the World Online Solo Piping and Drumming Competition Summer Edition is still ongoing. I'm not entirely sure when the closing date is. I think it might possibly be this weekend, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, so, yeah, it could well be already closed. But for that online competition, uh, you can go and check out the website bagpipelessons.com for more information on how to get your entries in before the closing date. Yes. So there you are. Tons of online competitions and all of that aside. Thank you to everyone for all of your emails and such. Again, I know I keep bashing on about that, but honestly, it's been real cool to have so much support coming from you guys. It's great to know that we're doing something right as well as something wrong. Okay, let's fly on. Let's get into some actual piping news here. Yeah, now as you guys may or may not be aware, the 12th of July was behind us at this stage. But here in Northern Ireland, the 12th of July is quite a big deal. It's a bank holiday. And yes, there's all sorts of celebrations, commemorations, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, pipe bands around the Northern Irish province have all been involved in various different kinds of celebrations. And some bands actually that I really want to give a shout out that really caught my attention. The first one that caught my attention was some of their social media postings was the Surla Pipe Band. Yeah, Surla Pipe Band actually have quite a young membership with a lot of young kids playing on the band. And Surla have actually been kind of off the road for a little while. Um, so it's just brilliant to see uh, so much teaching and work going on behind the scenes at Surla. And it's just brilliant to see them doing so well. So that fantastic stuff. If you want to check that out, they have video performances of the band from their 12th celebrations. And that's up on their social media right now. Also, I have to give a shout to... Yeah, I was actually asked by Dave Stevenson, actually. Hi, Dave. How's it going, buddy? Thank you for tuning in each week. He asked me to give the Brian Brew pipe bands a bit of a shout on the podcast this week. And yeah, I'm talking about Ballygarn pipe bands. Now, we've talked about Brian Brew pipe bands before. We actually featured them in uh, Gary Smith's Charity Night. when I think it was Calvin Lack pipe band, I think, was there. And they had the Brian Brew chanters and stuff. It's a really unique sound. And honestly, when you first hear it, you think, oh, no, 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 no. For those of you who are so used to hearing Highland pipes all the time, it's so different. Like, it's really different. It's like a full chromatic chanter. Like, these things have keys and everything. But obviously, after a little listen through, and maybe two or three minutes to kind of get your ear around the pitch, you really start to enjoy it. Like, I don't know, some of the tunes that these bands, the Brian Brew bands, can play are incredible. And I'm sure a lot of Highland Pipers out there are quite jealous of the range and the musical versatility that these Brian Brian Brew pipe bands have, uh, you know, with the keyed chanters and everything. So it's a world that I know little about. I do remember Brian Brew's, Brian Brew pipe bands actually having competitions. I do specifically remember Brian Brew competition being held in Fermanagh Championships here in Northern Ireland. Uh, but I, I think they are uniquely an Irish thing. I don't think there are any Brian Brew bands in Scotland or mainland UK. Uh, I think there may be some in the United States, possibly some in Canada. I don't know if there's anywhere else. Um, but Brian Brew pipe bands are something that's really quite fascinating, actually, to me, about how the whole thing came about. And So, yeah, who knows? They may feature on a future episode. Yeah, so thank you, Dave, for that. But the reason I'm giving them a shout, obviously, is because Ballygown Pipe Band were involved in their local 12th celebrations, and they put on a little bit of a performance uh, just out the front of their practice hall. So for those of you interested and would like to hear some Brian Brew action, then go to Ballygown Pipe Band on their social media. Honestly, it is definitely worth a listen. And don't just kind of listen to it and go, Oh, no, 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 not listening to that. 
give it a chance. You know, on the first listen through, you might think to yourself, God, no, that's really weird. And then, But then the next time you listen to it, you think, ooh, they're doing something really quite cool here. And then before you know it, that's all you're listening to is Brian Brubans. <laughs> so, yeah, honestly, give it a chance. It's a real interesting listen. So there you go. Okay, flying on. The next bit of news, Piping Hot Summer Drummer! Woo! It's opened its doors. And, yeah, it's because it's launched online, uh, yeah, we are actually managing to benefit from that as, yeah, regular punters. So, yes, just yesterday, whenever I'm recording this week's podcast, actually, <laughs> today's the 15th, so yesterday would have been the 14th of July, um, they posted on their social media page a recital video from all of the instructors. What? Yes, they called it the Lunchtime Instructor Recital. And all of those are up there now on the Piping Hot Summer Drummer uh, social media account on their uh, Facebook and stuff. There's videos as well from Simon Fraser University from the Live in Chilliwack concert, uh, which kind of sparked a little bit of rumour saying, oh, they filmed it as well. So not only did you release it as an album, but will there be a DVD? SFU? Um, Hello? Will you give us a DVD? Who knows? We don't know yet. But yeah, this has obviously sparked rumours now. Because there is video footage of this gig that exists. So will it make its way to DVD? Who knows? And will we be able to watch the concert at home again? Who knows? But it has sparked tons of rumours about SFU possibly releasing a live concert DVD in the future. So we'll have to wait on that. But if you are interested, of course, you can go and watch it now. It's on the Piping Hot Summer Drummer social media. You've Reed Maxwell. You've uh, Callum Beaumont. You have... Oh, come on, I'm just going to start naming names now. But definitely go and check it out. Honestly, some of the performances were simply brilliant. I think one of the standout ones for me was a performance by Alan Bevan. Uh, when he played a Peabrook but actually sung it at the same time. Oh, you talk about goosebumps. I don't normally get the goosebumps listening to Peabrook. You know, it doesn't normally ring my bell. Normally it's a hornpipe or a jig or something. Uh, but no, this was simply brilliant. They had dancers there as well, kind of giving a visual aspect to it. Oh, simply brilliant. Just go and have a watch at it, all right? Trust me, it's up there now in the Rab Show Facebook page. We've shared it out there. It's class. All right, speaking of video as well, uh, shout out to Prince Charles Jr. Pipe Band. Yeah, they've released a bit of a video then of them all playing Scotland the Brave. And they've done an outstanding job. Yeah. So, shout out to Prince Charles. If you haven't checked out that video yet, you really should do. Yeah, because uh, a lot of learners in there all playing practice chanters and pads and stuff. But honestly, playing really, really strong. So, very, very good. Shout out to Prince Charles. You guys are awesome. Okay. Flying on to the next news story. Uh, We had a bit of a famous birthday on the 13th of July there. Yes. (laughs) No, not my own. Um, Shots lead drummer, Andrew Lawson. Yeah! Happy birthday, Andrew! You can tell I'm not a singer. Aye, happy birthday, Andrew. Uh, Now, you didn't give us away what age you were, mind you, uh, but there was quite a few clever quips and stuff in the comments and such that we've seen on social media saying that there's a bit of grey in the beard there, Andrew. (laughs) Uh, But honestly, heartfelt congratulations on your continued work with Shots. We're nothing but fans here at the Rab Show. And a very happy birthday to you, sir. We hope you had a good one. Speaking of drummers, we have to mention, yes, the legend that is Stephen Shedden. Go on, Stephen! Yes, we're giving Stephen a shout this week because he released a really, really cool video that may well have kind of flew under the radar for a lot of us because of the 12th day celebrations here in Northern Ireland. 
Yeah, he actually put together a blistering drum score to a brand new tune called Golden Brown from Kyle Warren. Now, this is in Kyle Warren's brand new book, by the way. Uh, yeah, Eat, Sleep, Pipe, Repeats. So, well, first of all, you need to go and check out Stephen Shedden's treatment of this tune, Golden Brown. Um, it's simply incredible. As a drummer, I can really appreciate what Stephen's doing here. And honestly, I don't know how he gets his hands around it. It's, I don't know, there's so much crammed into it. <laughs> It's insane, and he's playing it with such power as well. His drum, the actual drum that he's playing, is actually bouncing on the stand. He's whacking it that hard. Uh, So definitely worth checking out. He's playing with power. Clearly a lot of passion. He loves this tune. Uh, Golden Brown by Kyle Warren Bagpipes. Treated by Stephen Shedden. There you go. So speaking of Kyle Warren's book, I need to give a little bit of a mention about it on this week's show. We have a bit of a Facebook giveaway at the minute running up until July 27th. It's on our Facebook page right now. If you would like to win a signed copy of the book, all you have to do is go along to our Facebook page, tag three mates, share the post, do all that usual Facebooky stuff. And yeah, you could get a free copy of Kyle's new book sent in the mail. So speaking of the new book... Uh, Well, yeah, we actually got chatting to Kyle Warren uh, to find out all about the book, how it all came around, and all of that. So, without further ado, here's Kyle Warren to tell us all about his new book. So, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Kyle Warren. Kyle, how are you, sir? I'm very good, lad. Thanks, how are you? Not too bad, thanks. Now, if anything, I'm calling you quite early on a Sunday morning with the sun splitting the stones. What is it like over, over where you are? Uh, not too bad. Well, every every morning's early for us. We've got a two-year-old and a one-year-old and another on the way, actually. So our mornings are about 5.30, uh, regardless oh. of the weekend or not. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty tough, but uh, it's got to be done. Well, that's it. And if anything, you're an incredibly busy man because we have you on this week's show because we want to talk to you about your new book, Eat, Sleep, Pipe, Repeat. Well, first of all, where'd you get the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's just a good question and... I think obviously with the whole lockdown thing, in the end, I probably did have the time that I maybe didn't have, you know, and if the year was going to be what it was supposed to be, which for me was obviously just well, just moving back to Scotland, you know, it was getting back into the pipe band, which I was very excited about in the contest season. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of, a lot of teaching and, um, yeah, a lot of kind of gigging and, and travelling around, well, back around the world actually as well. So it was, it was set, to be, <laughs> set to be a busy year and obviously like everyone else, that, that's all changed. But um, I guess, yeah, the one big benefit there was the book did become my sole project um and so in, in a way it's probably turned out as good as it ever could have uh, and maybe better i don't know but um yeah having all that time and you know aside from the family obviously which takes a lot of time when the, when the kids are young but i'm um, no, i've been able to really focus on the book which is probably been a yeah it's, it's it's worked out well in that respect so it's the one positive you know you got to find some positives in this kind of uncertainty i guess well that's it every cloud exactly so, Kyle, this is your first book then since 2010. You had a book out called Tunes, is that right? That's right, yeah, Tunes with a Z. I thought it was cool back then when I was young. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, 10 years ago, I know, it's time flies, and I think, um, I, yeah, it felt like a really natural time to bring out another book, and it probably it's a bit of a marker, I guess, on, like, where you are, like, musically or where, where your last 10 years have been. You know, there's obviously mm-hmm. what's influenced those 10 years, and, you, I mean, you may be mature as a person or whatever, but I guess, like, your music can mature as well, perhaps, or your, you know, maybe a bit of your knowledge and, and whatnot kind of gets better as you go along and you keep learning. So um, that's quite nice to have 
kind of another a book out and I guess yeah, a bit of a marker as to where I am now like in my musical career I guess that's it indeed well if anything I'm not going to spoil all the content of the book but at, um, initially opening the front cover I see that the book is dedicated to the late Bob Semple which is so heartwarming obviously yourself and Bob would have been great friends at your time at Hawthorne yeah, it was a fantastic opportunity to to be out there in, in Australia and to, to be a part of the Hawthorne Pipe Band. It was a very old pipe band, 105 years old at the moment. So, I mean, globally, that's that's an old pipe band, you know. And, and Bob, I mean, when I met Bob for the first time, he would have been 95. So you think about the people that he's met in his life and, and that he's had an impact on. So, you know, five years out of a, 100 years is a very short time. But in those five years, the impact that Bob had on me was phenomenal. He was just a an absolute gentleman and um yeah just a very very special man so obviously he meant a lot to a lot of people um and people that would have known him for far longer than me but to have those five years um as a part of his band as it really was and um yeah we we shared a lot of a uh, good good time good good chats and uh, i think they had some great success in the band and hopefully well i i could see that meant a lot to him and uh, he banned for 75 years which is incredible to think yeah. <laughs> um, uh. you know that's that's loyalty beyond anything else so um no i was i was it was very very sad to hear of his passing um i, was, I mean i woke up here in scotland to the news and, and, it, and it hit pretty hard i didn't really ex- i don't know i don't know how to expect these things when they happen but um i was very fortunate uh, in many ways I, I was out for the funeral i was set to be out in january anyway um teaching in australia so i moved back in december and, and i was already back out a month later and mm. as things happened you know the funeral was at the same time so i felt very fortunate to be there uh, for the funeral as well so yeah just a, a, an absolute gentleman and anyone that knows bob will, will, will know know how fantastic he was so you know it was uh, i contacted the family and, and asked for permission to dedicate the book to him i thought it was the, the least i could do and, and a small thing i could show my gratitude for my my time to, to know what a fantastic man oh yeah definitely and, and he's he's so well known in the pipe band fraternity as well and yeah such a such a great gesture kyle i, th- I also think it's fantastic yeah. oh, so can i talk about your time then at hawthorne but was this your first time then as a pipe major of a band i think you'd you'd went from your time at field marshal then to Hawthorne would that be right that's correct yeah so it's my first time I'm leading an adult band I was pipe major of the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland back in the yeah. day but obviously a very kind of different um, kind of set up as such so I went out to Australia five years ago to teach at Scotch College in Melbourne and um, I joined the Hawthorne band which was led by Mark Saul who was also in charge of the school pipe band so Mark was my boss but um, more than my boss he was just a really good friend which is a nice thing to, to have that kind of relationship I guess with your boss as well so I um, played in Mark's band under Mark and then gradually became more involved I guess in the band and, and took the pipe sergeant's role and then yeah one day out the blue Mark um, had a chat with me about the possibility of taking the band on and I guess yeah it definitely has always been an interest to take a band on um, and my, my, my father started a band with Loman and Clyde which is now in grade one so it's a, it's, that's quite a nice story when I think back we started the band in grade 4B you know back in 2000 and yeah. um, that's where Square came on obviously and um yeah, kind of seeing that for 10 years, seeing the behind the scenes, what a pipe major does, I guess, it probably gave me a bit of a hunger for it. So, yeah, it was the right time to take a band on. And um, uh, quite a, it was a challenge. Anyone who leads a band, you know, pipe major, pipe sergeant, leading drummer, you know, leader of a midsection will know, obviously, the challenges that you face. But and geographically, when you throw that challenge into somewhere that, that isn't a hotbed, you know, as much as maybe like Scotland and Northern Ireland are, or maybe just pockets around the world, obviously, that have a real huge interest in following, you know, and 
uh, and other places too. But uh, yeah, in Melbourne, it's um, there's a lot of interest, but clearly there's you know it's not, it's not the same size of scene as it is you know what we're used to. So yeah, um, yeah. a huge challenge to take on the band, but uh, one I really enjoyed. Uh, uh, yeah, it certainly had its has its ups and ups and downs for sure. Um, but uh, I was very well, and with the band being so old, I was very proud just to be a part, a small part of the band's history, and I, I tried my best while I had it. You know, we yeah, we had some some good moments and some disappointing moments, but over the piece, I'd like to think I also maybe handed the band on and 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 good enough shape. You know that that was the important thing for me was to not kind of take something that was so old and and have it fall apart under my leadership i guess that was probably a bit of a bit of a pressure as well well if anything kyle you're you're being a bit modest there i think you, you did bring the band quite a number of successes actually and you managed to lift the australian nationals and also ticking the band for their first ever world's trip um what was that like yeah they, they, were, they were two highlights for sure in my time i mean the, the nationals i took the band on three months before the 2016 nationals and, and we got last in piping in grade two that year and then 18 months later we won the nationals with four four ones in piping so that was a real kind of yeah kind of it really kind of maybe gave me confidence that i was doing the right thing and and i guess that and i knew what to do and it obviously just takes time to to try and implement your ideas and things you know so that was the start of it i guess you know feeling like okay we can we can do this perhaps and um yeah bringing the band to the world was a huge effort i mean obviously anyone that's traveled from abroad will know the, the cost involved for starters you know i mean it literally was over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. so that's Eighty thousand oh, pounds at least, you know. Wow. And, and of course, you know that's <laughs> crazy money, isn't it? And yeah. it's self-funded. Um, I, but that—that's just the—that's the basic money you see. You don't see, you know, everyone spending money, their holiday time that they're taking off work, yeah. which might be obviously predominantly their only holiday of the year. And then everyone's, and again, we're no different to any other band. Everyone sacrifices a lot for their music, you know. But um, yeah, when, when I had people that were on a plane for the first time that left the country for the first time so that wow. these are huge milestones in people's lives i guess not just musically but just in you know in that sense um yeah. there was people that were almost kind of pitting off starting a family because of it first you know kind of get the world out oh the way first word. and think about you know bigger <laughs> greater plans so yeah huge and like I say, that's 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 our story it's probably not unique you know it's a, a, many bands will feel that around the world as well but so a huge effort and the world strip was great i mean clearly on paper <laughs> on paper it's a failure right we didn't make it to the final which obviously was our goal you know we didn't have we certainly that was our goal to to be sure to qualify that would have that would have been our goal and anything else would have been a bonus so 100 percent on that sense that's you know you go away and you think okay that's a hard one but it was a free run as well the band had never been so i guess like just to just to get the band there I think we had maybe 36 players on the field, maybe between the pipe core and drum core, something like that. Mm-hmm. We had a travelling party of about 50, but I think there was a, yeah, maybe close to 40 playing members. And only two of those members in the band were in the band I took over. Wow. So in the space of three <laughs> years, like you're basically building a new band. Yeah. And, 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 and a mentality that, yeah, like you know, like it took 105 years for the band to get to the Worlds, or, you know, I guess so the world started, you know, there you go. maybe. 1936 or whatever you want to call it but um yeah it took a long time to get the band over there and i guess just to to have people thinking that okay uh, it's worth spending my money to come to scotland to see what it's about you know i think mm. i'd like to think the band the next time they come over will be so much better set obviously to know what to expect because it you can watch youtube videos you can talk about it but unless you're there you know yeah on absolutely. the line feel feeling under the pressure that that's that's the thing you know and i guess any again for any band that's outside of the uk you just don't have the level of competitions to, yeah. to hit the line a bit to learn 
how to play under pressure. So for sure, like you know, we as we didn't qualify, I appreciate why we didn't qualify when I listened back. That that's fine, you know. I, um, and uh, yeah, you just hope that people learn from the experience. And uh, I think the band will, you know. And uh, no, over the piece, it was a great week, you know. And the biggest thing was for me just for people to know there's a band in Melbourne called Hawthorne. I think that was really important. Wow. Again, that maybe started from. Yeah. 2018 when we won the nationals and you, you see the band's name above you know really well-known bands like the band club for example you know a great great band and a great mm-hmm. bunch of people and we all know about the band club for the last 10 to 20 years they've been doing great coming over here so we had to kind of start just showing that intent as well you know 100 percent kyle if anything you say it was a possible failure in the band for not qualifying to the final but Honestly, you guys had won so many fans internationally by appearing at that event, and well, myself included, I was so excited to see you guys play. <laughs> okay, it was great. No, thank you. And, and no, there was definitely there was moments during the week that the band sounded good, and yeah, you know yourself when when, when that happens, and and there's people watching, and you you take a lot of pride from that. So okay, like the yeah. five minutes when it counted weren't as good as the band could have performed. But there was times through the week where the band sounded really good, and and you got yeah you take a lot of heart from that you know and yeah. um, like I say I think the band will can well Matt Fraser took took the band on from myself so Matt was my pipe sergeant uh, he's a Kiwi um, now based in Melbourne and he was over here for four or five years playing with Inverary an absolutely fantastic uh, fantastic piper but just a, well, a fantastic chap as well and then um yeah. and Cat Belcher who was a kind of third person in the team she's now the pipes aren't and again she was over here within Veredi as well so great leadership to take on the band as well so I think all in you know they're really well set for the future and uh, I mean the, the, the drum corps as well was a recent change with Stevie Shedden taking over um, yeah. and Stevie's got a lot of experience obviously in world championships with Shots and Dykehead and, and everything under Jim so all in all no I think I think the band's well set and um, okay, I'm halfway around the world now but I'll, I'll still be there as much as I can supporting and playing when, when time allows or when, when COVID that's it exactly yeah so well i need to tell you on each big rab show we are actually playing one of your tunes every week here on the rab show and it's included in your new book it's called the box hill bandit so it's part of our the advert that we have currently for the british drum company has Stephen shedden obviously playing the new drum to one of your tunes so can we chat about the book then and the actual content that's in there so you have some of your own compositions in here including the box hill bandit but you also have some dances in here, which has the title track, Each Sleep Pipe Repeat, but they're in a very strange time signature. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. So the book has 50 tunes. Um, I think there's a 30, 38 of mine, I think. Um, hmm. And then there's some arrangements of some modern and uh, classic pipe tunes. So those arrangements are mine as well. Hmm. Um, and then... The nice touch, I guess, was I contacted all those composers. So there's eight tunes, um, original tunes, and uh, or the composer's family, if they held the copyright as such and asked permission for for the original tune to be in the book as well. So I thought it was important if you're going to look at a jig version of, say, the High Drive yeah. by Gordon Duncan. Now I guess that's a tune that most people will know, uh, an original reel. And if you're able to look at the jig version, which we played in Field Marshal, um, and then look at the reel and see where the arrangement came from. I think that kind of gives the tune more context as well. So, yes. that, yeah, that's a, that's a new kind of concept, I guess, compared to my last book, which was just all my own tunes. So mm-hmm. the arrangements have taken off a bit. Um, a few tunes have been played, yeah, by uh, Phil Marshall and Inveredi played um, Bronny's Blue Brozzi, which is a very famous uh, jig by Mark Saul, and I put that into a waltz, and, and Inveredi played that a few years ago. Um, and then, yeah, a couple of tunes mm-hmm. in there that Scottish Pirate are playing. So that's great when people pick up your tunes, for sure. But um, uh, in terms of the dances, so... There's a 7-8 time signature, 
And um, I've got a wee note here in the kind of composer's note section that tries to explain that because I think in folk music it's quite quite common. It's a really awesome time signature, but of course mm-hmm. in the pipe band setting we don't hear it too often. So there's four tunes in there that are in this time signature, and I've tried to guess explain the approach as best I can. You know, for the pipe band folk, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's quite it's quite funky. It's quite different. Um, it's not that hard though. I think once you once you you grasp the the feel of it, um, then then you can go away with it and and, and, and enjoy it, you know, as such. So um, yeah, there's a bit of a mix for everyone, I guess. That's what you try and do. There's you know slow airs and marches, and hopefully tunes. You know, if people are kind of new to piping or their their piping journey, then hopefully they're they're achievable. And of course, yeah, fortunate there's some tunes in there that are you know being picked up by some of the best bands in the world. So maybe they're challenging. Um, but I think a lot of the tunes are, are hopefully yeah quite approachable for everyone to to enjoy you know that certainly is kyle and if anything what's quite interesting me to me as well is that you also have the harmony lines in there too you know you have the main medley line that you know the band would play but you also have the harmony sections in there as well and a lot of composers don't actually do that you know they don't include their harmony lines so that's fantastic yeah i did that for the slow airs especially um just again, again, we we play both those tunes actually in Hawthorne for a concert, and I thought it'd be nice just to kind of show though that was the harmony we played. It doesn't mean that it's the harmony that everyone has to play. You know, people can can do their own things, and I guess maybe back to the arrangement aspect as well, like trying to encourage people, like you know, if they maybe like a tune in here, but they they can put it into a different time signature as well. I guess you know that whole idea of you know a tune doesn't have to just mm. be as it is. You know, and you can really do a lot with it if you if you want to. I guess you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I ask then, have you got a particular favourite? Is there any one tune in the book that you could pick out as being, yeah, that's my favourite one? Have you got one? Yeah. <clears throat> a good question. Um, di- different tunes for different reasons, you know, like when you, when you do hear, like, you know, some of the best bands in the world playing your tune, it, it really, I guess, <clears throat> it means someone else likes it, and that's probably the important part, you know? Yeah. Um, but music, music's objective, obviously. For me, probably in the end, actually, the, the tune I started the book with, it's called Trouble at the Croft. Um, which I, I like that saying. That was actually Alan McDonald, a very famous piper, um, used to say that, I think, when he got a call, um, which was <laughs> time, time, time to leave the pub and go home. Um, he'd say, oh, tr- trouble at the croft. Um, I loved that uh, that name. So that was back in the uni days. And uh, so, yeah, it's a four-part jig that starts the book. And um, it's quite it's a tune I wrote really recently, actually, and I just I've probably, because it is quite new and fresh for me, I'm, I've been playing it a lot, you know, and having fun with it. But... Um, over the piece, like, yeah, you sift through what you've got, you know, so there's probably another book already sitting, you know, in amongst my laptop there. So I think oh. these are the tunes that I felt were, were good enough to publish. And I, like I say, it's for other people to decide if they're any good, I guess. That's the, you put your music out there and you see what happens. But um, over the piece, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of, of, I guess, the finished product, you know. Oh, and you should be, honestly, Kyla. It's an amazing collection. Uh, so can you tell us when is the release date then and how can folks get their hands on it? Yeah, great question. So the book is released on August the 1st and um, you can order it already. You can pre-order through my website, which is um, www.kylewarrenbagpipes.com. And um, so that pre-order, yeah, if, you, if you order it now, it will come out to you in uh, August. And uh, apart from that, it's, you'll, you'll be able to find the book, hopefully, um, wherever you are in the world local retailers are starting to take, take stock of the book now as well so it's available in america canada um scotland northern ireland france germany doing this off the top of my head belgium australia new zealand so I'll try to get it. yeah yeah pretty much you know so 
to say that everyone will, will probably stock it, but I definitely encourage people as well. Like, you know, if you who do you kind of go to locally for your stuff, you know, maybe check them out first and support them if they've got the book, you know, because I, yeah. I appreciate their support for taking it, I guess, as well. But um, and any if you're struggling, then of course, like direct through me is a is a guaranteed way to get the book as well. That's it. Well, Kyle, I wish you every success with the book. It's an incredible collection. So thank you so much for putting it all together. And, and yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Thank you very much for chatting to us. Thanks, Rob. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, all the best. And there you have it. Thank you so much to Kyle Warren. It was awesome just to hang out and have a chat with you. Yeah, this book, honestly, I now have a you know a preview copy of it. And honestly... It's fantastic. We are in the process of writing up a bit of a review on the book itself, which we'll hopefully release on our social media soon. Um, But for me, who's learning how to read pipe music, some of the tunes look a bit crazy. There's a lot in them. But there's also for, you know, some tunes in there that even possibly some people at my level, at beginner level, could possibly tackle. So, you know, some real easy tunes in there that are very melodic and very cool. And also some real blistering tunes in there. And as well as some arrangements. Some, oh, just just ram-packed. So you really should go and check it out. Of course, we have our giveaway happening at the moment on our Facebook page. If you want to get a free signed copy sent to you, just enter our online draw. Or, of course, you can go and pre-order it now like you just heard and secure your copy. There you are. Thank you to Kyle. Awesome stuff. All right. Let's fly on. More piping news. And yes, the B-grade events at the Competitive Pipers Association uh, has now opened. So this is the CPA online competition. And their entry forms or entries are available through the members section of their website. So anyone who's a member of the CPA, the Competitive Pipers Association, go and check their website now for their B-grade events because their closing date is the 31st of July at 6 p.m. There you are. So I'm just giving you a forewarning. If you are wanting to take part in the B-grade events, then you need to get your entries in now because closing dates are the 31st of July. No exceptions. Hmm. Okay, another pipe band recently uh, actually done something really quite special. A bit of a public performance, um, but not for the 12th of July, although I think it did happen on the 12th, maybe before it. Um, Actually, a local piping legend, Jackie Hassan, actually celebrated his 70th birthday. There's no possible way that Jackie is 70, by the way. I'm sure a lot of people are laughing right now because we all know who Jackie Hassan is. And yes, the mighty Tully Lagan pipe band actually appeared and helped him celebrate his 70th birthday with a performance at his gaff. Now, that was all sorts of awesome. There's video footage of it, of course, available on Tully Lagan's social media. And uh, I think Jackie was completely blown away because, as you guys know, Jackie plays with the band. I really didn't think that he was expecting it. <laughs> you know, he's in the same WhatsApp groups and messenger groups and organizing things. He knows what's going on. Uh, so I think this came as a total surprise for him. Uh, so he looked absolutely stunned. And the performance by Tully Lagan Band as well was simply brilliant. So, yeah, thank you to everyone at Tully Lagan for entertaining us online. But as well as such an amazing gesture uh, for a bit of a piping legend. Yeah, Jackie Hassam. And, yeah, happy birthday, Jackie. And, and honestly, there's no way you're 70 year old, mate. No chance you're 70. Cheekers, oh. I, I had to read that a couple of times. They couldn't be 70. Dear goodness. Anyway, swiftly moving on. Birthday celebrations aside, the mighty St. Lawrence Atul have taken to social media and they have brought back their Meet the Band series. Now, this has been a while. They've been actually busy producing video content and stuff this last while, but now they're returning to their Meet the Band series. And uh, 
Yeah. This time round, they met Pipe Sergeant Brendan Murphy. Now, for those of you who are fans of the Rab Show, you will know that Brendan Murphy was already on the Big Rab Show before in a previous episode on Fuse FM. And that interview now has become the stuff of legend. And people are still quoting it to this day. Whenever I ask Brendan, well, how do you think you guys are going to go in Glasgow this year? He leant back in his chair, put the two hands behind his head and says, Ah, sure, we'll see. (laughs) Brendan is such a chilled out guy. And for being pipe sergeant of one of the biggest pipe bands in the world, I dare say, He's so chilled out, and I, oh, it's such a top guy. I love Brendan to bits, and it's great to kind of actually find out a little bit about him, his history, his piping history, and also his interest outside of pipe bands and stuff as well. So it's a very interesting interview. So go and have a look at it. It's up on St. Lawrence's website right now. It's up on their social media, of course, as well. Uh, catching up with Pipe Sergeant Brendan Murphy. Awesome stuff. All right. I wanted to give a huge mention this week to Andrew Dye. Of course, bagpiper with Hawthorne Pipe Band, but also composer of note, I should say. He once famously rearranged the Big Rab Show. Yeah, that tune. And uh, oh, that, what an incredible arrangement that was. So, yeah, he has been at it again. And he's actually wrote a tune for his dad. Uh, so, yeah, on his social media post, he said, I wrote this tune for my pop, who I cannot visit currently. I wish I was able to present this tune to him in person, and it was for his birthday. Ah, so isn't that brilliant? So, yeah, if you want to go and check out the tune, you can do. It's available now on Andrew Dye Bagpiper. He's uploaded a video of him actually performing it. And it's brilliant. I really love it, actually, especially the first part, you know. So, yeah, I'm not going to play it on this week's show, but I will direct you to his web or his social media and stuff. That's where he's uploaded the video. Check out Andrew Dye Bagpiper. Uh, So, yeah, what an incredible tune and a great gesture, too. You know, what an amazing birthday gift. Happy birthday, here's a tune that will last through the ages. Incredible. You know, it's better than a pair of socks anyway, I dare say. (laughs) Awesome stuff. Okay, I want to mention this week about a band who are busy in recruitment modes. Yes, Scottish Borders Pipe Band are looking for a new lead drummer. Yes, Scottish Borders from Grade 3B are on the lookout for a new lead tipper. Apparently the full drum corps will be there waiting for someone to step into the role of leadership. And if you are interested in taking up the challenge of leading a Grade 3B drum corps, they want to hear from you. Experience is necessary, however. They're not looking someone who's a beginner here. They want someone who has a pedigree and could possibly carry the band further through the grades up to the top flight. So, their email address is info at scottishborderspipeband.co.uk. If you are interested, you can contact them and possibly tick up the position. Hmm. Okay, I wanted to mention a bit of an exciting thing that happened this past week. Yes, James Harper, bagpiper, of course, with the Red Hot Chili Pipers, has gone solo. And he's released his first album, I think I did mention this before on a previous podcast, called Colzine. Or Kulzen, or it's, I'm going to pronounce that wrong. But you know, James Harper's album, uh, you know, thankfully now has been released on the 11th of July, and you can now go and buy it. You can get it on iTunes, Google Music, Amazon, of course, Bandcamp, and yeah, James Harper and the guys in his band simply incredible. I couldn't wait to get my mitts on this album because I knew it was going to be a stomper. And I bought it straight away, and man, I was not disappointed. So I figured this week I could pay, play a 
pretty brief clip of what to expect from James Harper's new album. And uh, yeah, hopefully this will wet your whistle. Didn't I tell you? Yeah, so that was just a little taste of one of the tracks that's on that album. Honestly, James is an incredible bagpiper. And yeah, obviously, he plays with the chilies. You know, he's not going to be a slacker by any means. So this album, Cuisine, man, you're going to need to get your mitts on it. So just stick it into Google or Amazon or iTunes, wherever you get your music from. You can go download it now or you can even order hard copies, of course, from his website. Uh, Just type in James Harper Music. And you'll hopefully find it there. So there you are. Of course, we have shared it out on our Rab Show social media, as always. So if you want to get all those links to where you can purchase copies and stuff, uh, yeah, you can go and check that out. And of course, this gets the big Rab Show stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. There you are. So that's by way of a review, James. Hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> but honestly, the album is fantastic. It's really worth checking out. All right. A shout-out goes to the National Piping Centre. Yeah, they're running a bit of an event on Friday the 17th. At around 3pm, they're going to be having a bit of a session in the Piper's Tryst at the National Piping Centre. They have Finlay MacDonald involved. They have Chris Stout and Jan Butterworth. Yeah, so if you are interested, you can go along, you can get a late lunch or an early dinner and pop along and just enjoy possibly what's going to be an amazing trad session. Uh, Jen Butterworth on her, on her own can be incredibly entertaining. Of course, she's played along with some of the piping greats, uh, you know, Ross Ainsley, Ali Hutton. She's quite frequently around in the Celtic and folk music scene, so you all know who Jen Butterworth is. Uh, Chris Stout, of course, fiddle player of note, and Finlay McDonald. You all know who Finlay is. So, yeah, this is going to be an incredible gig. And shout out to the National Piping Centre. I think this is the first uh, kind of session gig that's going to be held there. Uh, since lockdown and everything so this is them kind of experimentally opening the doors trying social distancing and all of that sort of stuff to see if it'll work so yeah you can book your table ahead of time you can go along now to the national piping center's website book your table i think they actually encourage you to pre-book actually so they can control numbers Uh, so that's at the national piping center friday the 17th of july and that kicks off at 3 p.m so definitely going to be worth checking out if you want to get your fix of music all right, I wanted to mention the Western Australian Police Pipe Band, or WAPOL as they're affectionately known. Uh, they took part in a bit of a parade on the 10th of July uh, for a local police academy. Yeah, so as part of this, actually, 
they mentioned that this was them saying farewell to one of their bagpipers, Robin McKay. Now, Robin, of course, has been on the show before. She was a previous member of St. Lawrence Atul. Now, she moved out there to be part of the Western Australian Police Pipe Band and actually yeah, go out there and work as a full-time bagpiper. Well, she's now actually going to be leaving the band because she was only there after a six-month contract. She's now going to be moving to Queensland and exploring the east coast of Australia. So, the Wapol team and everyone wished Robin her best and yeah i don't know happy exploring robin and if anything um but last year at pipe and live robin actually had a bit of a solo gig where she played on stage as part of a duet i think and then a trio and she presented a whole load of new music actually so it was very exciting to see what robin was bringing to the stage and there was rumors at the time that robin would actually be producing an album instead we seen robin moving to australia and playing with the guys at wild so yeah, who knows? Now that she's now no longer part of the Wapol band, rumours are now starting to fly again in the folk music scene that perhaps Robin could lift the whistle again and the pipes again and we might get a little cheeky recording or two from Robin. Maybe. Maybe Robin. <laughs> I know Robin listens to the podcast, you see, so that's why I'm just kind of gently shoving, I think, yep. <laughs> But no, honestly, uh, yeah, congratulations, Robin McKay. And yeah, that's six months done at the mighty Wapol. And yeah, we wish you every success. Awesome stuff. All right, moving on. We were talking earlier about bands who were busy in recruitment mode. And one such band is still in recruitment mode, but worryingly so. Yes, Glasgow Sky Association Pipe Band put out a statement. You all know we love a statement here. Yeah, we love a statement on the Rab Show. <laughs> Glasgow Sky put out a statement saying, in their search for a new PM and a new lead, new lead drummer, that no one has been identified. Yeah, they've said there's no viable options have been identified at this stage. And as a result, with no new leaders having been appointed, they now find themselves in the position where the majority of their players are now accepting offers from other bands. So... Yeah, or they're just going to take time out from competing altogether. So that in itself has made it difficult for the guys at Glasgow Sky to maintain things. And it's also hard to secure new leadership when there's no one there to lead. Now, they did reassure us and they say that this by no means means that this is the end of Glasgow Sky Association Pipe Band. The committee remains in place and the band is in a very healthy financial position. So, yeah, the pre-Worlds concert, as I'm sure everyone was wondering... Uh Uh-oh, if Glasgow Sky's in trouble, the pre-Worlds concert could be in trouble. Well, no, it's actually secured, it's booked, it's it's happening. So, yeah, for those of you who bought tickets for the Inverary concert and was worrying about the state of Glasgow Sky, don't worry, the concert's still happening, it's going ahead. If anything, the guys at Glasgow Sky are now taking this opportunity to rebuild the band and hopefully be back in the competitive field in the not-too-distant future. Let's face it, they now have until 2021 to gather themselves up again and hopefully hit the competitive field again. So, yeah, they have a good 12 months, you know, between now and next year to have a band ready for Worlds. So, yeah, for those of you who are interested in taking up the opportunity... You know, and playing with Glasgow Sky, never mind taking a leadership role, you can contact them via their social media or, of course, their email, glasgowskypb at gmail.com. You can contact them, of course, and take up the challenge. Glasgow Sky are an incredible band, and honestly, 
<sighs> I'm actually gutted to hear about the news about the fall and say, you know, that they're losing membership. They couldn't get a new PM and all of this. It's kind of tragic news because the music that this band produced over this last number of years was simply incredible. They're running grade two, especially uh, on their run up to grade one. Some of the music they played in Green 2 was just insane. And so, yeah, it's just been difficult to see how they've really been struggling since the announcement of uh, both their PM stepping down and their lead tipper stepping down. Yeah, worrying times, I suppose. Hmm. Anyway, moving swiftly on to a bit brighter news. The Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast have released episode 5. Yeah, go on the lads. Yeah, episode 5 is available now, and it's called Compose Yourself. Now, it actually features an incredible interview with Scott Wallace, talking all about his compositions, his background in piping. It's really an incredible interview, actually. So go and check it out, uh, that chat with Scott Wallace, and the episode called Compose Yourself, number episode 5 from the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast. It's really, really interesting and incredible stuff from the guys. I'm nothing but a fan. Uh, so, yeah, does this now mean that they officially have more episodes than the Grace Note Vortex? Mm, I don't know. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to look back, actually, and see how many episodes uh, GNV had. There you go. Okay, swiftly moving on, I wanted to give a mention to Matrix Reloaded 2020. Yes, the Scottish Society of New Zealand Pipe Band are going to be running, you guessed it, an online piping and drumming competition. (laughs) Yeah, so they have piping, snare drumming and tenor drumming and they have released their list of judges. They have Brian Swatilla, Richard Hawk, Brennan Eds, Emmett Conway. Go on, Emmett. Kyle Warren, woo! You have Lincoln Hilton as well, and Rosie Hobbs. Some big names in there, bite. Grant, and the snare drumming judges, we have Scott Mitchell, Mark Weir, Stephen Shedden, Rachel Tom, and Robert Oliver. Again, some big names. And here we are, tenor drumming, we have Tyler Fry and Ali, uh, Ali Rossiter. There you go. So, yeah, for more information, of course, on how to get your entries into all of this and take part on your ent- you know, entry dates and deadlines and all that stuff, check out the Scottish Society of New Zealand Pipe Band on their social media. Well, they'll have more information for you. So that's yet another online competition, which is brilliant to see. I love this. Okay, flying on. Before we actually get into this week's topic of the week, I wanted to give a congratulations to Matt Willis Bagpiper. Yes, Matt Willis, you absolute legend. Um, actually, Matt, actually met him, uh, Matt, at Stone Mountain last year. And I was like, oh my God, you're that guy I watch on YouTube. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're that guy I watch on YouTube too. It was really kind of a weird meeting. I was saying, Matt, I love your stuff. I'm a huge fan. And he was saying, Rob, I love your stuff. I'm a huge fan. It was a bit weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, congratulations to Matt Willis. Uh, honestly, um, he's now reached a huge milestone on YouTube of 5,000 subscribers. Absolutely incredible. So he's now launching a new line of merchandise called Command Your Bagpipe. Uh, so you can go and check that out. It's available now on Matt Willis Bagpiper on his website and everything. I think he's also selling them on eBay as well. So you can go and check that out. Uh, Matt Willis Bagpiper celebrating having 5,000 subs on YouTube by launching a new line of merchandise. Yes. And ourselves on the Big Rab Show, of course, to answer all of your questions, yes, we're still working on piecing together our new merch line uh, for 2020. Again, with COVID-19 and all of that, it's made this incredibly difficult, uh, but we will do our best to try and get a new line of merch launched for you very soon. Again, we are 
doing our utmost to make sure that this is of the highest possible quality. We don't want to kind of just throw out any other thing and just slap a Rab Show logo on it. No, we want to make sure that this is something good quality that you guys can use on the daily. And uh, yeah, so mm, we have had some prototypes from various different companies and let's just say quality has been shoddy at best. So yeah, we are doing our very best to make sure that the quality of the items that we'll be sell- selling to you guys as Rab Show merch is top-notch so we'll yeah we'll keep you posted on that but hopefully we will have a release of rab show merch very very soon okay okay swiftly moving on then to this week's topic of the week yeah i know at this stage of the podcast you think oh jickers rab can you are you still talking yeah (laughs) all right it's that time of the week again for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea it's time for the topic of the week the british drum company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. A1 Embroidery and Printing Producing some merchandise for some of the top bands in the piping game, such as Phil Marshall Montgomery, St. Lawrence Tool, and ourselves, The Big Rab Show. For all of your embroidery and printing needs, they have some extremely high-quality garments, such as hats, beanies, t-shirts, hoodies, soft-shell jackets, you name it, they can print it. If your band is on the lookout for some exclusive merchandise offers, then contact them direct on their social media. A1 Embroidery and Printing. Check them out on Facebook. A1 Embroidery and Printing. If you can think it, they can print it.
Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time. My favourite time of the week, because I've just had a, a good belly full of cup of tea there and managed to say hello to the family for a change. So, yeah, awesome stuff. Um, yeah, this week we are chatting to a bit of a bagpiping legend. We've spoke to him many times on the show before, but this time we actually managed to get a good sit-down interview and actually grill him a little bit on on certain things. Now, yes, of course, I'm talking about Gary Nimmo, who is honestly uh, so well experienced in the bagpiping world and knows quite a lot about tuition and all of that. And we get to talk to him all about his involvement with the Vale of Athol, of course, his involvement with the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast. But regretfully, we didn't talk to him about his previous involvement with the Mighty Dauko. So, yeah, we may well return and have another chat with Gary in the near future. Now, a video of this interview is currently available on our Patreon page. So if you want to actually see the video of this, you can go along to our Patreon page and uh, yeah, click on support and you get to see our beautiful faces. Uh, feeling that, it'll probably be available on our YouTube channel within the next week or so. So yeah, that will be coming in the near future. But yes, I think I shall open the doors and welcome Gary to the Big Rab Show podcast. Welcome to the show, a bit of a piping legend, if you don't mind me saying, Mr. Gary Nemo. Hello, Gary. How are you? Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Not so bad, mate. And if anything, we've spoke to you before on the show. You know, we've met you on the grass many times, uh, but this is the first time I get to shine a light in your face. Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> and just kind of grill you on a load of questions. So for those of you who don't know who Gary is, do you want to give a little bit of your piping history then, how you first got started out? Yeah, so I started playing about 25 years ago now. Um, I, I learned through the through the Falkett School System, uh, taught with Logan Tannock. Uh, I originally started out, I played with the Royal Bond and Stirling Pipe Band. Go on, Mr. Yeah, so I started off there. Uh, that was my first ever band. Went from, from there on to, to Craigmount for a year. Uh, Dram Bewey, then I was in Clangregor for eight years. Uh, from Clangregor to Shafi Police. Um, I'd be a few bands in between, and yeah. I think right about there, I was also taking from from there about the age of seventeen. I was also taking on my local band, uh, so I started off as pipe master Camelin for, for five six years, uh, and then also more latterly I moved to Liverpool and was there for there for six years. Uh, played with Triumph Street, and now I'm back at the Vale. So yeah, so it's been, it's been interesting twenty five years. That's it. You've had quite a level of experience, Gary, and I'm sure you've got some stories to tell over that time. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe a bit too early for that. <laughs> uh, well, I want to talk to you specifically about moving to the Vale and where you are now. Um, I, I hope you don't mind me saying, but the Vale of Athol pipe band is such a historical and famous pipe band, if you don't mind me saying. No, absolutely. To be honest, it was a, a huge attraction uh, when it was Ian Duncan who actually phoned and Asked if we'd be interested in coming along to, to teach at the Vale and um, uh, coming along and, and helping out. Mm-hmm. And I think when, when somebody like Ian phones, it's, it's also a huge, huge honour for me. So, yeah, I, I suppose never really having much interaction with the Vale before. But when you spend any time in the band, you just realise how um, well run it is. And, and obviously, the kind of history didn't say that, the, the, that obviously they're trying to reproduce. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a great time to be there. That's it. And if anything, does that kind of, is it a bit daunting? Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember asking this question once, I think of Emmett, Emmett Conway, when he took over at Shots, he thought that yeah. the weight of the history, you know, was on him. Do you kind of feel that in a way at Vale? Do you know what I mean? 
To be honest, not really. Uh, I think the, mm. the entire band and the committee's been incredibly supportive. Uh, obviously, it's Mark Stewart now, is the, the pipe measure of the Grade 3, and uh, he's doing fantastic things. He's got a plan in place and how he wants to take the, the organisation forward. And if I can play a, a part in that to help, then, then I'm, I'm delighted to, to be able to do so. so. Fantastic stuff. Well, if, if anything, then we were dead excited to see you guys this incoming season, but we can't thank you, COVID 19. Um, so, how have you guys been coping with the lockdown and everything at the moment? Well, I mean, it's tough. I mean, like all bands, we've, we could have Zoom meetings, we, we, we've kind of tried to keep members going and try to keep that enthusiasm. Um, we've got some new music out, we've got uh, some of the kind of old classic Veil stuff out as well. So, um, yes. I think what the plan is eventually that we're going to be putting on a, a, a concert. So coming out of COVID, that we're, we're actually working towards, we've kind of got a goal and aim, and that's that's kind of kept people motivated. It's kept us going, and I say it's great. There's that link to the past with the kind of classic veil stuff that we're that we're bringing back. So. Yeah, as I say, it's, it's really an exciting time to be there. There you go. So you mentioned concerts. You just kind of sprinkled that one in there. Uh, yeah, I was keeping ideas? that tucked away. Yeah, any idea when that's happening or that? Or no plans yet? Or to be, uh, I mean, it obviously all depends on social distancing and, and how the lockdown right. goes forward. And, yeah. Uh, we had hoped at the end of the year. It's not really likely at the moment. I mean, we would much rather do it where, where people can come in and be comfortable and they can be, be able to mix, yeah. mix with each other. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's going to happen, but when it happens, it will be. Well, I suppose we'll just yeah. dictate on, on the lockdown restrictions. So just watch the space for now, then, Gary. Really, until it watch happens. Watch the space, yeah. yeah. Watch the uh, space. It's a set as a band. We are getting ready for it, and then when we're able to to also meet again, and when we're able to to put that on, then that's something that we'll certainly we'll be doing. So yeah, yeah. Fantastic. It's, it's quite 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 hard to know. I suppose when it's going to be, or, or even a rough time scale, because. Who knows what's going to happen with COVID? So, well, that's it exactly. So, can, can I ask then? Um, obviously, the Vale of Athol right now at the moment are kind of famous for bringing on youngsters, and your teaching program has been something we've talked about a lot on the show this last while. Can you give us an idea of the kind of scale of just how many young kids are coming through the ranks at the Vale at the moment? Yeah, so I mean, that was the biggest. Well, that was the, the role that I was brought in to to do. It was to oversee the the, the youth development program. Um, so at the moment, there are there's lots and lots of kids uh, mm. coming through, which, which is a fantastic thing to see. Uh, even during the COVID thing, we've tried to be innovative. We have we've launched a new program where um, kids could sign up, and we actually post them out of a, a, a stylized chapter music book. Um, so their first ever lessons happen in lockdown, uh, and they're getting mm. tuition even without having to come to a band practice. So I think it's always been. Kind of looking at ways we could adapt and, and take the take the program forward, and and hopefully as I say, next, well, next year we will definitely now see the, the kind of fruits of that because a lot of the kids who were in our, our development classes will be into the grade four band and hopefully being able to up and hit the grass. So oh, fantastic! So we're now going to see, like you said, the fruits of the labour. We're now going to see a load of young kids now playing with the Vale uniform in the Vale of Athol band. Then fantastic! I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's always great for them to see, and success breeds success. Once, or oh, sorry, when we started, I made a big point of getting a, a kind of set of structure in place that there was defining points so the kids knew what they needed to achieve to move on, um, to go from from the bottom class and the middle class, go from the middle class to the advanced class, and obviously get out of the advanced class, and um, they want to get in the competition band. So I think once once we can set our structure up, we had, I suppose, instant success because people could buy into it then. 
even like parents knew exactly what, what their kid had to, to achieve. And yeah, it's, it's been great. It's honestly been great. There you go. So how have you found piping in the local area though? Uh, has there been much of an uptick locally or have you kind of branched out, you know, nationwide? Is, is it mostly all local kids getting involved or? Oh, it's 100% local kids. Uh, it's, I think what the furthest away member, well, apart from myself, obviously I'm Falkirk, I've got a bit of drive, but oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that, that, I'm trying to think, probably the, the furthest away member is probably Perth, which is from Pitt Lockery, it isn't really that far. No, uh, yeah. 20 odd miles. So, uh, so it's great. It's, uh, all, all the kids that we've got coming through are all, all local kids, um, which, which is obviously a great thing to see. Fantastic stuff. So you did say, Gary, then the future for the Vale is looking good. We were dead excited to see you guys on the grass this year. Um, did you have any new music and stuff for this competitive season but that didn't happen? Um, we didn't. We actually, when I took on the band, it was a case of just um, taking it on as a, as a going concern. Um, they had a competition set that was in place. Now, I only joined the band in November. So traditionally, yeah. we would have probably had it all written out and set up before. And it's taking into account the fact that it's, it's kids and the fact we have to think about the drummers as well, which is a very similar position with uh, Scott Campbell. He's got a, a lot of kids here coming through, which is obviously fantastic to see. It's not kind of piping heavy or drumming heavy. It's, it's yeah. both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the lockdown, having a bit more time, we have rewritten the competition set. And that's stuff we've been working through. And I say there's, there's plenty of music for them. So the there's no excuses for nobody out of practice, that's for sure. <laughs> no, that's for sure, yeah. Oh, man, I'm so excited to, to see you guys next season. I, yeah, oh, don't even get me started. Like, all your bands, not just the, the band that you're in, but, you know, obviously the Great Forge as well, just the, the whole heap, because there's been so much happening at the Vale. And with all of that, how the heck do you find time to actually run a business as well? <laughs> Sleeping's overrated, I think. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, uh, bagpipe specialists, you guys are insanely busy at the moment because you're getting back to business now after lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were purely online before the, the, the COVID pandemic, yeah. which has probably stood us in good stead. Um, but it is, I suppose it's like any other business. We're all in the same boat and how, how you adapt to, to the circumstances we're in really will dictate how we move forward. And I think to be able, we'll just embrace that, the fact that we can't, do what we normally do so how are we going to change things up um, so yeah I mean it's exciting times here as well as I am incredibly lucky I'm the fact, delighted the fact that my, my kind of passion is really my, my work as well so it's the old adage that I suppose if you find something you enjoy you never feel like you're working and that, that is yeah. how, how I feel for most of the time not all the time but most of the time <laughs> well it is fantastic to see that you guys are now opening the doors again and you're now training you know again because there's been a long time where people couldn't even buy a roll of hemp anywhere yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so it's great to see um i have to say you guys are yeah incredible sponsors of podcasts in the piping world <laughs> yeah the up to the line guys are absolutely smashing it at the minute what what are your thoughts on their podcast and their show i need to be kind to them now eh? you do uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of that as well. Uh, I obviously pitched the idea to Stephen about doing something educational, and, and that, that was really the, because, obviously, all the teaching that we do, that, that was the kind of ethos of Akhwati Bui. Um, and I think Stephen was a bit sceptical to start with, but once we started kind of going through things and um, can put a bit of meat in the bones, I, I think, well, we can see with the, the viewing numbers, it, it seems to be pretty popular. 
Uh, and we've, we've been pretty lucky. We've had some fantastic guests on. We've been able to talk about some 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 topics that maybe don't get covered in, in other shows. And um, I, I suppose that, that that was our kind of niche that we're looking at the educational side. And, yeah, it's, it's been great. Yeah, it's been and great. as myself as a learner, it's been fascinating listening to the likes of Steph Burns and like other huge guests that have been on there. It's been fantastic, really. So that's the whole ethos behind the show, though, is education, is yeah, teaching yeah, people. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even like you're talking about Steph Burns one, that, that was something that I learned myself. Mm. Um, so like, it's not just designed for learning. I'm, I'm, there's stuff for, for anybody to take away. Uh, I actually went went and obviously read both Steph's books after the after the podcast as well. So there you um, go. Yeah, yeah. so that's, there's always something to take away. Definitely, and if anything, we encourage our listeners in the Rab Show to go and check it out. You need to listen to this podcast because honestly, it's fantastic. I have to say though, it's a world away from what the guys were doing at Grace Note Vortex. <laughs> well, I think we've got more episodes already, so I think that's a, that's a good that's a good step forward. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's totally different from from the Gaston Vortex, and to be honest, that's what I wanted when I approached them. I didn't want to come in and, and obviously take what they already had and try and rebrand it. I wanted to do something original, yeah, uh, do something different. So uh, yeah, they seem to be enjoying it, and uh, I think right. there's a bit maybe a bit less pressure with them as well. So uh, that's it. The, the audience is certainly loving it, that's for sure. I'm a massive fan. Um, thank you. Thank can, you for all the support. Of course, yeah. Um, can, can I ask you then about the Tudor book that came yeah, from Akadabui? Uh, did you put this book together yourself completely from scratch? Or yes. how did it all come about? Yes, no, I put it together uh, completely from scratch. So, I mean, I've worked in schools here for 18 years now. Mm. Uh, which is yeah make me feel old now but yeah uh, <laughs> no, I've worked in schools for, for 18 years uh, and it's based on on that experience I think all, all the kind of teaching programs that we run and needs to have a, a set structure and we've, talk, we've kind of touched that with the veil that when, when kids and especially parents understand what the levels are and what, what's required to move forward or or, or kind of exactly what you're looking for them to do kids absolutely learn quicker and they, they understand it and they get the enjoyment back out of it uh, and that that's the reason why, why we've released it it was one of these things that we've spent so long or so many kids we've taught over the years and it, it's stuff we've just refined and tried tried to make it a bit easier for people uh, and, and i suppose modernized it as well uh, a lot of the kind of tunes that we cover now is stuff that people would recognize mm-hmm. um, and even even we're talking about kids as suitable for adults as well uh, so yeah i mean it's it's, it's been great the feedback from it so far has been superb. Um, I say that it's not actually officially released yet. We put it up uh, mm-hmm. saying that we had the printed copies, and then you know, like anybody who releases music, you, you get the printed copies and you go through it with your highlighter, and before you know it, you've got two A4 pages of revisions. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm really, really delighted to it. And I think the only person I'll, I'll probably give a wee shout out to is uh, Robert Scott, who's of the, the Hoyk Pipe Band, uh, who actually done all the typesetting for me. Uh, Robert Robert's a great friend and has done all our company stuff for, for years. But he's he's spent he's obviously been further on the lockdown, so spent yeah. had a wee bit of time to help out and do this stuff, which is it's been great. Fantastic stuff. And uh, if anything, I'm a learner now myself. You might not have known that. I've lifted the channel. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Yeah. I've a listener of the show. Oh god. Um, <laughs> well, I've kind of been making that transition now from practice chanter to actually lifting the instrument for the first time. Is that covered in the book, that whole transition process? or It comes up to the point of transition. So it's, right. it's geared for 
13, 14 tunes in the book. Um, and it's really just a case of, of um, I suppose, establishing all the fundamentals, making sure we're getting the, uh, the embellishments to Grace Notes, the triplets, Dublins, mm-hmm. uh, and, and make sure we're getting a strong basis for that before we moved on to the pipes. Uh, and, and I've actually heard some videos of you playing, or I've heard we re- clips and that as well. So, oh no, um, no, no, not at all, not at all. It doesn't matter who you are. We were all that that level at one point. You know what I mean? Yeah, level some point. of it's shocking. <laughs> no, but nobody, nobody starts in this journey being being perfect. Nobody starts in this journey being able to play bagpipes or doing stuff like that. We all have to learn, uh, and I think that that's what it is. It's just can I take it one step at a time. So. That's it. We'll get there eventually. I will learn Absolutely. how to blow steady and not die after two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be takes a wee bit longer. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> anything, well, I'm not. I'm not going to grill you. I've got one of the best shooters in the piping game. Um, can I ask then about I don't know developing muscles that I've never used before as a drummer? Like I can yeah. play. I've said this in the podcast before. I can play for twenty minutes, half an hour or so, and after a while, my face is aching. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just ah, uh, and I can't blow anymore. You know, I have the puff, like I have the stamina, I could do it, but my face just. Hey, <laughs> I don't I know mean, what it is. Obviously, think back to your drumming career when you first started, when you first picked up the sticks. Could yeah. you stand or could you sit and play for for twenty minutes doing that? No, that's a good point, actually. Well, no. Probably not, and it's, it's, yeah. it takes time. That's just your muscle development, and um, yeah. And I say uh, this is why it takes so long to, to kind of reach that proficiency level with bagpipes. So mm. it's not just a case of everything's really maybe just learning the instrument or learn, learning the notes or learning these parts. And then yeah. you, you go into yeah. the bagpipes, and it's just a, it's a whole new world again that you have to to build yourself up and, and get get the, the muscle capacity in the arm and obviously the, the cheeks as well. That as you say, you don't really use otherwise. No, so, no, that's, uh, that's it. That's um, for... the challenging things in the bagpipes. Yeah, and if anything, I, I, I took I took the wind out of my sails. For a while, I was playing tunes on the channel, and I thought, this is great, you know, the music's making sense, and I'm actually playing tunes that I enjoy. I thought, class, let's get these things under my arm, and then suddenly it was like, ah, nah, you know nothing, Rob, shut your face. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, when you move on to the bagpipes, uh, uh, it's usually quite a, quite a hard transition, because, yeah. I mean, if, if you can imagine, if we say, right, okay, we're going to learn the bagpipes, and we start on the bagpipes, that yeah. whole thing of worry about kind of blowing the bag up, get the bag underneath the arm, and that's before we play notes. Yeah. So it is, it's almost like a learning instrument twice, if you like. But um, no, my, my all advice would be just stick at it and say, listen to Andrew. Andrew's a fantastic shooter. So, uh, the the patience of an absolute saint, I have to oh, say. Absolutely. So, I mean, he, he, he'll serve you well. I look forward to seeing you in the grass next year as well. So. That's what Andrew keeps threatening, by the way. He keeps saying, ah, oh, Rav, we'll get you on the grass. I'm like, nah, I'm quite happy playing in my yard, squeaking and squawking. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I, I think music's about the enjoyment of it, and that, that's the fundamental of all music that we, that we play. It has to be about enjoyment. So, yeah, yeah well, just keep at it, because you, the enjoyment comes once you kind of get through this difficult stage. So. Well, that's it. And who knows? I might be on the grass someday playing Green Hills badly. Yeah. <laughs> so, can I ask then about about Akatabui? Then, what is the future for the business at the moment? You guys are just concentrating solely in online retail, is that right? Well, yeah. I mean, we still have our, our premises, um, but I mean, the, the nature of of people buying now. How many how many people now would would quite quickly go into Amazon and buy stuff, or quite quickly just go to a website yeah. and it's there, there and there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that is just unfortunately the way that, that life's working now. So we are just embracing that. We, we still have the same service. If people want to come in, 
they're, they're more than welcome. That we're still still welcoming uh, people along. But yeah, I think it is one of these things where um, what was right for us at the time and what the customer wanted was to be able to have a good website, be able to have a good range of stock, um, be able to click that button and, and it arriving in a quick time. So that that was that was really our, our ethos and what we're trying to do. Uh, we launched that yeah, I think yeah. just at the end of the lockdown there. Um, so we're, we're working through all our products that uh, if they order it before 2pm it's the same day dispatch uh, which is very that's, good uh, in, that's, in quite industry. Quite. that's quick that's <laughs> quick yeah so I mean we've invested a lot in stock we've invested a lot in making sure that we, we keep the products that people want or, or the products that people need because uh, I think ultimately if you burst your pipe bag or if, if the top skill in your drum goes you don't want to wait a week for, for another one to come you want it to be kind of there tomorrow or you want it there well, ASAP. So, yeah, yeah. But we'll try to try and embrace these, these kind of new changes, I suppose, and 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 the commerce and the way that people people want to shop. So, yeah, it's, it's been exciting. It's been very well, exciting. Uh, by way of a shameless plug, go and check out Akatabui Backpipe Specialists for all your piping and drumming needs. There you go. Using my radio voice there, I'd like that. No, I like that. I like that. <laughs> you should so, do a podcast. I should do. Yeah, I should. Do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask then, uh, with all of your years of experience, um, you've obviously been a, a player under many great pipe majors, but now you're a pipe major yourself. Can you tell us what you think the main differences are between being a player and being a pipe major? There's a lot more stress being the leader, that, that's for sure. <laughs> um, you, you know what? I mean, you're, you're right. I've played under some fantastic leaders. Uh, and I think for that, the biggest difference is probably in preparation. And I think that that's, that's what makes great leaders, that they know like they're not going to the park on, on a Saturday to do any work. They're going there just to, to, to refine what they've got, get, get set up and, and go, that all the work's done. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the player, I, I suppose that's that, a huge part of that as well, I suppose your preparation. If I go into the, to the band hall as a, as a pipe major and I've maybe not learned the tunes properly or I've, I've maybe kind of not played my pipes for a week, Mm. There is no calculate. I'm in charge, yeah. so uh, not that I would do that. But uh, I suppose as a, as a player in the bands, yeah, if you you can do that at any kind of level, if you if you're not looked after instrument with that, then you're going to be sitting at the side watching for that night. So uh, that's it. I so you, you kind of lead by example, then Gary, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, absolutely. You've you've got to you've got to, and I think that's a huge part of education that people are going to going to follow your lead. Um, talking at the veil that. Um, like you have all these kids that, that, that are, I suppose at that age where they're moldable that uh, if you set a good example post them there that's what, that's what they're going to know that's how they're going to move forward and yeah so I think it's most certainly leading by example there you go yeah so I need to ask you a couple of big rab show staples but before that I'm, I'm kind of a question on your thoughts on 2021 how do you think next season's going to look if we are allowed back on the grass again well I mean it's, it's a worrying one because I was on the, the Strathfallon webinar um, and listening to John Hughes oh, talking yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I suppose maybe naively I'm on, but I didn't realise just how bad it may uh, may still be, and um, the, the, obviously the processes we need to put in place for social, uh, social distancing. Mm-hmm. If it does go ahead, by the sense of it, it's not going to be in, in the kind of pipe band format that we know. Um, so yeah, I'm going to watch on with with great interest to see how that that all all transpires, but. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, I know there's been talk about getting rid of the circle altogether, maybe concert formation or yeah, reducing yeah. numbers in bands. There's been so many different suggestions. It's difficult to know what way it's going to go. 
Well, that's it. I mean, I'm lucky enough I, I play with uh, Bag at Camp Air in, in Brittany. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all, all their performances in concert formation, but that's the kind of culture of it there. That, that, that's what, what it always is, where yeah. tight bands, I think, is a, is a, is a marching band, after can take away the, the marching into the circle bar. You can always a bit of the tradition for me. Um, I'm quite a traditionalist. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I think it'd be quite, quite depressing, to be honest, if, that, if that's the way it went. But um, you, you can understand that people are going to have to do what they can do just to, I suppose, to survive and to move through this period. Yeah, well, that's it. You, you kind of lose that, as you say, the tradition of the quick march. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I never thought of it that way, Gary. You're quite right. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be dead interesting, I think. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it all pans out. Yeah. But, right. Some big rab show staples for you, mate. Uh, what's your favourite cheese, Gary? Oh, I think yeah, I've been asked this before by you. But, uh, I can't remember your answer, but that's the problem. I'd, yeah, I know I did answer this, but it was in a very soggy Lurgan Park, I think. That's right, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> quite a basic guy, so I'm probably a red Leicester. Good man. Yep, nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. No, not at all. Good stuff. And this is a, just a new Big Rab Show staple, but what has been your most embarrassing moment in piping and drumming? Any moment that really stands out to you? Um, that's a tough question. It's a tough one. Um, <laughs> To be honest, no, there's nothing that really stands out. Um, yeah, I, I can I see do, the uh, messages coming in now. I can see uh, the messages. Uh, uh, <laughs> one of you going there. Going there. <laughs> no, I, I think pr- probably uh, one, of the, one of the funniest ones. But I was a younger pipe major. So this is by, I must only be 18, 19. Uh, I, say I took on my, my local band where, where I grew up. Um, and I remember we were being at uh, Thornton Games over in Fife. Um, we were doing all the kind of local games, a young band as well, and it was a uh, the late Bob Shepherd was judging, and oh, yeah, so yeah. live with me until until the day I die, and things things were going well. We were, we were sounding good in final tune. The usual gets on the part, the young band, kind of panicking, um, so we're kind of tightening the circle. And it was uh, the guy to my right, and you could hear him cutting out, and it's kind of chortling and missing us. Oh. And I remember, oh! and I screamed at him in the circle. <laughs> but unbeknown to me, um, Bob was like literally there, so he went oh, right no. behind me. Uh, so, so for anyone who's ever done the Thornton Games, at the end of the, the day, there's a kind of march pass. We have to walk around the street. Um, so we're, we're coming back in. And of course, uh, here's Bob sitting with a cigar. And he's just, here we are. Oh no, here we go. (laughs) See him, see if he ever does that again. Make sure he never plays again. (laughs) So I I suppose I'll not use the guy's name because he's still playing, but it's one of of those stories that um, as a young naive pipe major just will live with me forever. Well, not embarrassed by saying who it is, but um, but they know who they are if they're listening. They know who they are, yeah, Yeah, and they're they're listening to the show. Oh no, they're probably cringing right now. Yeah. Oh no, Rob. Well, Gary, thanks a million for chatting to us on the show, man. Um, and if anything, I might well pick your brains in future about you know the whole education thing and all of that. But you can get all of that right now on the Up to the Line Pipe Palm podcast, sponsored back to Bowie. There you well, go. Thank you very much for having us on, Rob. It's been a pleasure. No problem at all, Gary. Thanks a million. No worries. Thank you.
Wow. <laughs> there you have it. Thank you, Gary. That was an absolutely outstanding interview. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. And yes, for those of you who are interested, go and check out the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast. Honestly, we did mention it in the news there, but they've released another episode there recently where they interviewed Scott Wallace, talked all about his, uh, you know, composing of tunes and his approach to it, his piping background and everything. And there's also, there's a slew of great interviews on there as well. Five episodes in total. It's honestly worth a listen. So, yeah, there you are. By way of a shameless plug for the Up to the Line Pipe Band pod, but you need to go and check that out if you're a piping fan at all. Grant. Well, guys, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. If you have enjoyed this week's episode or any of our episodes for that matter, then do let us know. You can, you can of course, give us a rating wherever you're listening to this right now. Five stars only, please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let us know what you think of the show. Or if you have any comments, questions, anything like that at all, or even suggestions for possible topics that we could bring to the show, you could email us bigrabshow at gmail.com. And of course, we love getting your voicemails as well don't forget those record them on your cell phone your little audio recorder whatever and then manage to share them with us via email of course big rab show at gmail.com well guys that's pretty much it for this week if you would like to help support the show you can do don't forget we have an ongoing promotion with the guys at the piper's dojo yes we're giving 30 days of dojo premium for just one dollar of a sign up fee so yeah thirty dollars well, $30. 30 days of Dojo Premium, which would, I think normally is around $30, $40. We're giving it for free. Um, so, yeah, that drops the paywall. You get access to absolutely everything. You get all of your live lessons, your one-to-one tuition with some of the best in the game, and all of your Facebook groups, all that stuff. So much stuff available on the Piper's Dojo. It's just brilliant to be able to offer this to you guys completely for free. So you can go and check that out on thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. We still currently have our, uh, I think the tuning package is still available as well. That's completely free. Uh, Of course, through our website where you can, well, the tagline for it is tune your bagpipes like a world champion. Where, yeah, (laughs) which... Honestly, it's been invaluable to me as I've been learning how to wrangle these things. I've been using all the various little tips and tricks that I've learned through this tuning package and actually brought it to my own piping, and it's actually really useful. So, yeah, if you are interested, that's been given away completely for free. It's a four-video educational series from the guys at the Piper's Dojo. That's available through our website too, thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. You can see, check out all of our Piper's Dojo offers on there. Plus, of course, yes, our Patreon. I might have mentioned it once or twice, but honestly, everyone over there on Patreon are awesome. And yeah, honestly, are the lifeblood of the show. And yeah, we could not make this show without your support on Patreon. So if you would like to, you can do. Go over there and click on support and be part of the Patreon faithful. And get your hands on tons of extra piping content. Not just the weekly podcast, not just our Fuse FM show that's live here in Northern Ireland. But so much other stuff is living back there that's under lock and key. So definitely worth checking out. All right, guys, that's it for another Rab Show podcast. Thank you all so much for clicking download this week. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe. So each and every week you'll get a little bing, a little notification to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. Until next week, folks, we'll see you all again. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. 
And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>